0: Yeah, it's
1: all staticky still. I don't know what it is. Oh, dude, you got it. Hold it right there. Welcome. You are listening to The Spoken Tour. Bienvenidos. Están escuchando The Spoken Tour.
0: Gracias, Miracruz. All right. It is Monday, October 23rd. We're in the town of El Tunco in El Salvador. I think the most
1: Monday thing that ever happened oh, shit. on
0: the you're Spoken right. Tour happened <laughs> yeah. just, just an hour ago. Wow, I did not even put that together, but you're absolutely right. Uh we have spent all of our Monday brainstorming, recording, editing, and finalizing episode twelve. Probably close to nine hours. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And uh it was a good one. We had uh we had a couple of in the moment clips from some standout times uh, from our journey through Guatemala, and we even did a little bit of hard nose to the grindstone investigating to talk about the economic dollarization of El Salvador—really groundbreaking stuff. And then, as we are preparing to publish it, upload it, I—I <laughs> I inadvertently deleted all the tracks, all the tracks. What we were left with was the intro and the outro that Tommy and I prepared uh, back in April. Yeah, six, seven months ago. And that was it. And then almost comically, as we're digging through all of the uh, the settings and the help menus of the recording app that we use, there is a note in bold outlined uh, in, red. in red that says, Warning, once you delete something, it is gone forever. It can never, ever be recovered. All projects are gone you are screwed just black and white there it was um so i i asked what we should do at this point and tom just handed me back the phone and said well 15 minutes of not thinking about this would be cool and i said right you are crosby let's let's cool down a bit um yeah. And but that's that's where we are. Pretty yeah. bummed. Episode 12.2. Yeah. 12.2. Just uh, you know, these podcast days take a lot out of us mentally and physically cooping ourselves up like this. And yeah. so for that to happen at the end of everything was just a real real shot to the team morale and also shot to the nards. It was like the a Narts. total shot to the nards. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that makes you feel just like a dumb idiot in my in my case today. Um, I
1: it could have been. It's like you had no clue. It could have been yeah. either of us. And yeah, like Ty said, I think the most just like wind out of our sales piece of this is to make an episode a podcast. We have to set aside one rest day. So we, you know, we'll get to get to a town, or we'll specifically mark a town on a map and say, all right, that's gonna be our podcast day. We're gonna, you know do everything we need to get done the night before, spend literally the entire day, because we suck at making these episodes, (laughs) and it takes us so long to do, like, the stupidest things, and then... Spend the extra money for more food and another night of lodging. Yeah, and, uh... Yeah, I mean, it's just part of it. But, with that being said, we're gonna give you an abbreviated version
0: of episode 12... Guatemala was too good to let all those memories slip away. Yeah, exactly. So we wanted to at least take some time and uh, relive those moments because there were some great ones. And also give thanks to the people that helped us through.
1: So I would say off the bat, um, coming into Guatemala, we had been pretty consistently crushing 100 kilometer, 110 kilometer, 80, 90 kilometer days, no problem. And so we said, all right, great, we'll just plan on doing the same thing in Guatemala. And uh, our first 100-kilometer day turned into a 30-kilometer day, um, which then just ended up being kind of the theme for Guatemala. Um, This was largely because the route we took through the Western Highlands um, introduced us to a, a type of road, a species of road that we... Um,
0: Hope to never see again.
1: Yeah, it was. It was so. Um, it was the roads themselves were so steep. They were both paved and they were dirt. And the paved roads, I, I could not in my mind understand how the pavement stuck to such a steep grade of road. Um, up until Guatemala, there were probably I don't know five or six points in the trip where we've had to have, had to have gotten off of our bikes and push our bikes up hills. And leaving Guatemala, we had probably clocked, I don't know, between five and ten hours of being off of our bikes, just pushing them up hills. Yeah. Um, there was, I remember, the defining moment for me was, we're pushing our bikes uphill up a hill for like, probably 35, 40 minutes, and Ty, I can't remember, I think I was in front, Ty yelled up, he said, hey Tom, Um, do you think that... That this road is steeper than the average grade, than the, than the average flight of stairs. <laughs> and that moment, that moment in my mind was kind of just like what I will forever hold the roads of Guatemala to. Um, but with that being said, the route we took was pretty off um, the beaten path, and we got to make our way through some like cloud villages. Um, and when I, I really mean that when I say that there would be. The, these banks of clouds that would roll in and then there were certain villages that we probably only saw for 10 to 15 seconds as they
0: would appear on a hillside and then a bank of clouds would roll in and they'd be gone for the rest of the day. And you just wonder how in the hell these villages ever even got started yeah. in the places that they are.
1: Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, that in itself was making our way through the highlands in my mind was undoubtedly the hardest terrain that we have made our way through on the, on, on on this trip. I think we, bro- we broke 5,000 miles in the Highlands, right? We did. Yeah. And, yeah, out of all 5,000 miles that we've ridden, um, Guatemala hands down is the most difficult terrain that we have, have encountered. And uh, also, like, weirdly, the most, like, sadistically fulfilling. Because uh, I think, Ty, you you said it best, like, at the end of the day is how we'd kind of feel.
0: Like, like, the Shit had just been beaten out of us. <laughs> well, yeah, That but, part? But then the silver lining to, to that. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple days where we just felt dog-tired and could do nothing but eat and sleep and then wake up the next day to do it again. But uh, a couple moments throughout the hellacious journey through the highlands, we would get to the top of a hill and look at each other and just be like, Damn, like, that was hard, but I feel good. And those moments... Um, we're, they're always super rewarding because it makes you feel like um, you're improving at what you're doing and like you're challenging yourself and you're pushing your limits and it just uh, – it's good I guess to get out of the, the comfort zone not only like you know with the cultural experiences that we're having but with the physical experiences that we're having. Yeah. Um, and we definitely got out of our comfort zone in Guatemala. That's a good point. I think I haven't thought of it as like we we found a new limit. Um, yeah,
1: because it's it's like in the deserts of Baja, that's one limit, sure. and <laughs> the humidity that we're currently experiencing on the coast of El Salvador, that's one limit. But then, yeah, pushing yourself to the point. I mean, I think what one of the most defining moments was when we reached a town that was probably thirty kilometers short of where we wanted to end that day, and my body was quite literally shutting down as I was experiencing a type of fatigue that of physical mental spiritual fatigue that I've never experienced in my life and just looked at you and said
0: dude we need to stop right now we need to find a place to stay in this town because I, I i cannot continue and then when we went those 30 kilometers the following day, we more or less had the same exact feeling of exhaustion. Oh, yeah. And to think that we originally planned on doing all of that in one day is just comical now. Because yeah. it no, it's No chance. it is impossible. No chance. So that was, like, the the Western Highlands and the physical challenges presented there, but also the, like, physical and mental rewards of conquering those hills— that was a combo highlight and low light of our time in Guatemala. And mm-hmm. I think it will stand for the rest of the trip, like we said, as as a test of our physical limits. Yeah. Um, and then, personally, for me, uh, one of the highlights was in the city of Guatemala, which has a really booming uh, tourist Antigua. economy.
1: Antigua.
0: I said the town of Guatemala. <laughs>
1: I think you said the city of Guatemala. The <laughs> city yeah. of
0: Guatemala. The city of Antigua. Uh, which has a thriving uh, tourist scene, tourism scene, and with that comes a very diverse uh, culinary culture, a lot of amazing restaurants, some of them with heaping plates of nachos and gourmet ice cream that for me was just a, a very comforting taste of home, and uh, it was a pick-me-up in the best possible way.
1: Yeah, I think I had one of my favorite Hybrid, low-light highlights of the trip um, and maybe of my life. Uh, It took place on my 26th birthday and um, leading up to my 26th birthday Ty and I had been, we'd found ourselves in just a good old-fashioned funk. We were just, uh, for whatever reason, resenting each other's presence and just we did not have a healthy relationship at that point. Woke up And we kind of, like, begrudgingly said goodbye to each other that morning because, of course, my bike had another problem with it. So I needed to to transport myself not on my bicycle to the town of Antigua. And Ty was going to ride for two days to the town of Antigua because his bicycle seems to have some sort of special spell cast upon it or whatever. And so... We part ways in the morning, and I'm just in kind of a bad, weird mood, and I go to this boat launch, because I'm going to take a boat across Lake Atitlan to catch a bus. I get down to the dock, it's like 6 in the morning, and the guy at the boat says, uh, nope, uh, if you want to catch a boat, it's going to be like 75 bucks. And um, I pretty much just said, F you to this guy, you're trying to rip me off, um, I'm going to hitchhike across halfway across the lake and catch a cheaper boat. So I'm all pissed off, and I make my way to the road. I'm trying to wave down trucks. And as I'm waving down trucks, I see this little tiny grandma waddling her way over to me with a big basket of something on her head. And as she gets closer, I just realize that she's going to be trying to sell me some shit. And I'm just not not in the mood for it. I'm like just pissed, and I don't want to be razzled at all. And as this lady gets a little closer... You know, she's pushing 70 75 and she starts talking to me and uh, I quickly realize that she's just simply looking to shoot the shit. It's a, it's a <laughs> I think it was a Sunday morning and she has nothing better to do at this time than approach this goofy looking gringo with this weird looking bike and see what the hell he's up to. And so she, we start talking and we're laughing and she's putting a smile on my face. And um, right away, I'm like, this is my Nana. Like, this, this lady is, is my Nana. And uh, then she starts asking me, well, where's your wife? Why, is it, why, why isn't your wife with you? And I don't know if maybe it was just like because of someone my size, I just was standing nearly one and one half feet above her uh maybe it was my size that was so curious as to why I wasn't married um but i quickly told her i did not have a wife and this led to her sticking her finger about 2 inches from my nose telling me that the day i get married she better receive an invite and then she points to herself and she says and when i get there i'm bringing the tamales and i just burst out laughing and as she leaves, she puts her hand on my shoulder, says some sort of prayer in the local Mayan language, sends me on my way, sure enough, a minute later, a truck pulls up, gives me a ride to the town I need to get to to catch a boat, I catch the boat, no problems, it's three bucks, I catch a bus, I take the bus to Antigua, I get to Antigua, and I go to the hostel that I was going to meet Ty at the next day, and I'm checking in, and then kind of that sadness of like, oh, well, it's my birthday, I'm gonna spend it alone, this is great, kind of set in. And then, as I'm checking into the hostel, around the corner, Ty pops his head out, and with the whatever ridiculous superhuman strength he has, he was able to bike the two-day ride from Lake Atitlan to Antigua not only in one day, but faster than I was able to get there using um, combustion engine. (laughs) Um, And so then... We went out, celebrated, grabbed pizza, um, and that yeah, it was just it was just a it was a funny it's just funny how those those highlight lowlights tend to show yeah. themselves as one on this trip um, in so many ways.
0: It's also funny. I was thinking about that day and the experience I had that day on my journey, also full of highs and lows. Like the only downhill of the day was covered in potholes and rocky descents, and I was just hating it. And um, it's just funny, like the. The experience you have traveling in a pair, which, you know, has all of its benefits. It's, like, safer. uh, You can split the cost. It's cheaper. uh, You can share the weight of group gear so it's easier on your gear and your bodies. But there's something about um, traveling through new places by yourself that is good for the soul, and I think we both experienced it that day in particular. Yeah. And...
1: uh... I think we're both in agreement that probably the biggest, the biggest highlight from um, the last two and a half weeks was being able to uh, be part of a family for a few days um, through a friend of mine, um, Allie, uh, we were connected with a friend of hers who lives on Lake Atitlan, Felipe, um, and he lives in this tiny Mayan village of Chukmuk, and Felipe and his family absolutely opened their arms and their home to Ty and I for a handful of days, um, showing us a type of love and a type of kindness and energy um, that you only find in... A very special type of family
0: bond. Yeah, it's like uh, it's not just being in the house of a family that's like, that was an experience that not only made us uh, long for our own families but it just it left us like speechless of uh, for just how generous and caring this family could be to two strangers from a completely different world. Yeah,
1: and uh that was, not only did it make our time in Guatemala special, but uh, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but there's definitely a, a, a very kind of magical feeling around Lake Atitlan um, with the volcanoes and kind of the semi-jungle cloud forest and the blue, blue waters and all of the indigenous communities surrounding the lake. Um, but being welcomed with that type of energy and that type of love just kind of catapulted our experience there into yeah a a whole a whole a whole something that we neither of us I think expected at all so yeah to Felipe and the Laskina family um, yeah you guys have no clue uh, just the type of impact that you had on Ty and I so thank you both thank you all so much for for letting us in for a bit because that was incredibly incredibly special
0: and then from there, the rest of Guatemala was just kind of a, a journey through the streets of Antigua, getting our bikes finely tuned, and then descending down from the highlands past some incredible volcanoes where we got to see a tiny little glimpse of a live eruption oh, taking place. Yeah. Um, another highlight for sure. And then we got down to the lowlands and have been battling the humidity ever since, We crossed the border into El Salvador. Uh, We found out that our passport stamps are good all the way until we uh, cross from Nicaragua into Costa Rica, so that was a pleasant treat. Um, We also converted our remaining quetzales into good old-fashioned American dollars. Uh, We didn't learn that El Salvador was on the dollar until just recently. There's an interesting story behind that, but we're not gonna get into it. If you wanna look it up, uh, we encourage you to do so. And um, now we just want to take some time to give some shout-outs, some some thank-yous to folks who have made these last couple weeks not only possible, but definitely some of the most memorable.
1: First and foremost, Matthew Taylor, um, DU professor in the Geography Department. Thank you very much for all of your info and beta on the highlands of Guatemala. You put us on a route that we never would have found ourselves Um, And also, we just want to let you know that you owe Tyler and I a beer and a plate of nachos at the Pio because the hotel that you recommended to us in the middle of nowhere ended up being (laughs) the most expensive night of the entire trip, okay? So, we expect a piping hot plate of chos and uh,
0: ice cold beers upon our return. And then uh, Miguel, the lovely little old man who uh, allowed us to throw our bikes in his pickup when we just did not have the strength to ride up another horrendously steep Guatemalan valley. Um, Thank you, Miguel, for taking us most of the way to Lago Atitlan.
1: And uh, just FYI, Miguel, the hitch uh, in your truck (laughs) is completely broken. If you're ever transporting humans or livestock, you might want to get that one fixed. Um, And upon arrival to Atitlan, um, huge shout out to Eddie for giving us a place to crash um, on the first and possibly the rainiest night of the entire trip. Yeah. Um, Eddie opened his doors to us, I think, within six hours of our friend Mia reaching out to him, saying, hey, I got two homies riding their bikes to Atitlan tonight. Um, He brought us out for for dinner, for drinks, and um, we had a a blast hanging with him. Um, And with that, yeah, Mia, thank you so much for connecting us with Eddie and for giving us all of your um, coffee shop and little... Tasty restaurant recommendations for Atitlan and Antigua. Cannot thank you
0: enough for that. And then, Felipe, to you and your absolutely incredible family, thank you guys so much for giving us a taste of home. Uh, it's probably the thing that we have missed most throughout this entire journey. And
1: a huge shout-out to Ali for connecting us with Felipe in the first place. Um, also, for all of the extra Guatemala beta Um, info that you shared with us again just made this trip so much more special to being able to connect to places that are so near and dear to your heart oh yeah and then uh, the family of Salvadorians who let me hitch a ride to Santiago where I caught a boat um, on the morning of my
0: birthday Um, thank you all so much for uh, for stopping for me and then Vic the mountain bike guide in Antigua who gave us all of the bike shop beta and took Tommy out on the local trails on a very early Tuesday morning when I did not have the energy to join, um, it was pretty damn sexy seeing Tommy's bike fully stripped of all of its racks, and luggage, and frame bags, and all of that stuff, and it was a good reminder that we've got some pretty damn cool machines uh, under our asses for this trip. Yeah, shout out to Y Cycles, the R+. It was looking
1: fly. And the Monkey Bike Crew. Um, Ty and I, whenever we get to a town with a remotely reputable bike shop, we will go in, um, ask them a million questions, tell them all of the things that we think are wrong with our bikes. So thank you for um, helping us out. If you are a bike tourist and you're finding your way in um, Antigua or really anywhere in Guatemala and you need a reputable bike shop, Monkey Bike is the place to go in Antigua. Um, and also, Old Town Outfitters, thank you for receiving uh, my bike parts that uh, that I needed sent to Antigua. Without you, um, we would be definitely up a creek. And uh, Critty with Freewheel Bike, thank you for getting those parts organized and my dad for sending those down to us.
0: And then, Rodrigo and Carmen, uh, another two a, a local couple in Antigua that um, Rodrigo sat down and gave us all of the info about the nonprofit that he works for called Barefoot College and we're hoping to connect with some other people involved with that organization during our time in El Salvador here. And then he invited us that same night, he invited us home to have dinner with his him and his wife and we just had an amazing meal and a fantastic conversation about um what a, a blessing it is to be out traveling and seeing the world and they stoked the flames of our excitement for the countries to come like we could not believe like we never expected and fingers crossed we will see you guys very soon in colombia and a big shout out to salvador
1: the big bellied innkeeper at uh puerto viejo in um acajutla yeah. Uh, it was our first night in El Salvador, and uh, as always, you know, first night in a new country, nerves are definitely up a little bit, um, especially when the town you're in is a pretty grimy, sketchy port town um, on the coast. So thanks, Salvador, just for being hospitable, giving us a free cup of coffee in the morning. It um, means a lot. And the name was only fitting with uh, the experiences that we've had with Salvador's along this trip and being in El Salvador so
0: at this point when we meet someone named Salvador it's just (laughs) we throw up our hands and just say oh thank god we found you (laughs) Um, and then leaving El Salvador's place that day we ran into the first uh, bike tours that we've seen in quite a while since the state of Oaxaca in Mexico Uh, Thibaut and Melin uh, from France and they've been traveling for about two years down through all of Africa and then up through South America, from Brazil to where we saw them in El Salvador, and it's just always so inspiring to meet other folks, hear what they've been doing, um, get some info about the places that they've been to, and um, it was really great to see you guys, and we wish you all the safe travels on your way to the U.S. And we had a
1: handful of Spoke Nations um, for my birthday, so... To my mom and my dad, thank you both very much. My nana and my pop-up, Maggie, Uncle Bob, Aaron, Chiquitita. Uh, To the Wisdom Team at Devita, you guys rock. Thank you, Casey, for sending me those funny little videos, Um, as well as everyone who made the donation. Casey, Rachel, Alex, Julia, Sean, Catherine, Hannah, Jess, Jeff, Taylor,
0: Julian, and, of course, Loki. And then an unrelated uh, spoke nation, not for Tommy's birthday, came to us from my grandpa Jim and Paula, and a special message uh, came along with it that uh, it had a, it drew an interesting comparison between Tommy and I. And uh, Commander Kurtz from the novel Heart of Darkness Who uh, <laughs> suffers a kind of mental transformation that leads him to desert his platoon And become kind of a rogue uh, utilitarian dictator in the heart of Africa And apparently um, my grandma Paula was feeling concern for us um, so, she did what she could and made a Spoke Nation, and for that, we are very, very grateful. Thank you, Grandpa Jim and Paula. Maybe it's because we're approaching the Darien Gap. Ah, oh, could that, be. That is the heart of darkness of this trip. If there's right there. one place where we're going to lose our minds, it's <laughs> yeah. the Darien Gap.
1: <laughs> and, uh, a big, if, uh, this is, I want to make this meaningful, because it, the, this has been a provider of, uh, so much motivation to Ty and I. Um, a huge shout out to my dad. Um, so Ty and I every night we'll get to camp, and we have a little GPS with us, and we'll send out a GPS message um, to our families and then a handful of our close friends, uh, just saying, "Hey, we got to camp, love you." And l- these recipients of the message, the messages have the ability to respond, and consistently, nearly every single day, we get a response from my dad. Uh, when we when we reboot the GPS in the morning, it pops up and it says something like awesome job fellas, proud of you keep kicking ass way to go dudes and those three or four little word responses have I mean, put not only put smiles on our faces, but like just given us a shot of energy and emotional motivation just to like, keep kicking ass and keep pedaling, so dad, thank you so much I love you, and to everyone else who receives those messages, maybe send us a little bit of motivation every once in a while, okay?
0: Every little bit uh, counts out here, all right? It goes a long, (laughs) long way. Thank you, Joe. (laughs) And speaking of motivation, we also need to thank Quinn, Kate, Shooty. You guys gave us a brief peek into uh, your daily lives and the inner workings of your mind and what keeps you motivated And it was really inspiring for us to see that and hear that and read that. And we want to, again, ask listeners out there to send in some audio clips or even if it's just a written message to our email, um, just let us know what motivates you, what gets you stoked. And we are in the process of compiling all of that and reaching out to some of the people who get us motivated. And hopefully down the road we will have a juicy, juicy episode about motivation, and we promise we will not delete it once we get no, that no. episode together. Your recordings and your messages will be safe.
1: Yeah. Also, best way to send us a message, uh, a recording is just on your phone. Use the voice memo tool. Record somewhere quiet. Send it to that. Send us that clip in an email, um, and it will work great. Um, so. On that, oh, I guess I'll share um, something that probably one of the weirder things that's happened to me on the trip so far. Um, just a good note to end on, especially it's, it's, with, with it's this not, episode.
0: Not a good note to end um, on, but if it if it makes you feel better to get it, it off your chest, yeah, then, no, I think it'll it'll help. It. I think I need
1: to. Um, so, the first two nights in El Salvador. Um, I had two consecutive uh, nightmares that were just absolutely so terrifying. And um, the first nightmare was, um, I encountered a demon uh, in my dream. It was some sort of horse human donkey, Voldemort like demon. Um, and then me and a team of compatriots ended up killing this demon um, with our bare hands and then uh, the following night um, I had another terrifying nightmare um, that woke me up uh, this one was just with Voldemort um, Lord Voldemort and um, his snake Najini which he uh, sent out to kill me and as I was being wrapped up by his snake Nagini. I then spoke partial tongue to the snake um, and was released. Uh, then the following morning, yesterday morning, um, as we're riding, uh, we're on the shoulder of the highway, and there is a, a log that's taking up the entire shoulder, except for like just over six inches on the side, on the very far side of the shoulder, and so... I swerve around it, and as I'm swerving around it, I realize that it is a seven-foot uh, deceased snake, um, biggest one we've seen of the trip, um, hands down. Um, so the fact that that dream, that nightmare, came to fruition in the way that it did, absolutely terrifies me, and I hope to God that whatever has made its way into um, my mind uh, leaves as as soon as it as it can.
0: That, that was one of those reactions where it was so hard to be on a bicycle because <laughs> our entire bodies were convulsing and just like fidgeting and jittery with the fear yeah. and I just, I wanted to, psychosis that was going on after seeing that dead yeah. snake. I wanted to just get off my
1: bike and sprint as fast as I could. Bikes were not fast enough for me at that point. Yeah. I wanted to sprint out. Sprint. <laughs> 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 oh, God. But, uh... Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, shit happens. Audio files get deleted. Um, <laughs> I snakes think snakes come and go. Snakes come and go. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think hopefully this episode uh, was better than we th- than we thought it was gonna be.
0: Yeah, um, it's our first time ever just hitting and record and. Doing the entire <laughs> yeah. thing in one go. Yeah. Thanks to a couple
1: litros of uh Snare.
0: Yeah, which translates to podcast juice, so I think <laughs> in English.
1: <laughs> oh, all right. Well uh next update will come from uh where do you think we'll be in a couple weeks? Nicaragua I think or Costa Rica? Be, um I think we'll be in Costa Rica. Dope. Yeah. Alright. You're here first. You'll hear, you'll hear from us next in Costa Rica, folks. Until then. Oh, hey, also, uh-huh. if you have a second, go on to iTunes um, and give our podcast a rating and review. Just
0: just We won't it. tell you what to put the yeah. rating, but yeah, if it's just, less than four stars, <laughs> just, yeah. we're going to be pretty upset, yeah. and we will find you. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: um, yeah, go ahead and do that, and uh, we'll chat with you in a couple weeks. One,
0: two, three, four. Peddling on to the end of the world, making friends around every curve, telling stories, peddling on.